0: Okay, well, tomorrow's chita, what you are listening to on Thursday, is quite long. And I really want to stick to 15 minutes. So my goal will be to very briefly overview the Rashi's and hopefully to as many as I can because I don't know even very briefly if I can finish it in 15 minutes. But we will see. So we are in the midvar, We are in Parshas Chukas. We are in Parak Chav. And we are holding my pasach khafbiz. And just yesterday, i.e. Wednesday's day's had asked Edom if they can pass through Edom to go into Eretz Yisrael. In other words, at this point, the Jews are to the south of Israel. Edom is the southern boundary of Eretz Yisrael, below Eretz Yisrael in the south. And Moshe had tried to convince, persuade, the people of Edom, descendants of Esau, to allow the Jews to pass through, to enter Israel through the south, and Edom refused in a very violent way. So today's chitah. So the Jews now are traveling from Kadesh, and it says the entire community of the Jews come to Har-Hahar. Rashi says, why do we say the entire community? Because... All of them were ready to enter Eretz Yisrael because anyone who was in the decree from the sin of the spies, the men that were going to die at age 60, all had passed away. Everyone who was left was to enter Eretz Yisrael. They came to Har 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 means mountain of the mountain. Har is a mountain. Rashi said like a small apple on top of a large apple. There were the clouds that preceded the Jews flat in the mountains, because it's very hard to travel on mountains, but left three mountains, Har Sinai for the Torah, Har HaHar for the burial of Aharon, and Har Nevo for the burial of Moshe. So Hashem says to Moshe and Aharon, by, and the pasuk says, Hashem is saying to Moshe and Aharon, Har Har, by the border of the land of Edom. So the question is like, why is that added? Like, we're about to talk about Aaron passing away. What does have to do with the fact that they're at the border of Edom? So Rashi said because they joined in associating with the evil Esau, meaning Edom is a descendant of Esau, and they had tried to have this connection to Edom and pass through their land. So that already caused this problem that they lost this Tadiq. Hashem says to them that Aaron should be gathered into his people. That's the term we use for Tzaddikim by their passing. He can't go into Eretz throw because of what happened by May Mariva earlier in the Parsha when Moshe and Aharon were supposed to talk to the rock and it would give forth water and then the rock, the designated rock, was hidden among the other rocks. seemed, when I was doing my khitas, I thought this is such a setup. So they... Talk to the wrong rock, and nothing happened. And then they said, "Well, maybe we're really supposed to hit it, because that's what we did 40 years earlier to get water originally, because the water stopped after the passing of Miriam, that the air the well of water was in her merit. And then when they started hitting, they hit the right rock. When they first hit it, it just gave out drops of water because they weren't supposed to hit. So they're supposed to talk to it. They hit the second time, and this tremendous amount of water gushed out. And this was their offense because Hashem has made everything perfect and since Moishah and Aharon were not supposed to go into for many other reasons, we also had to find some blemish here that we're, so to speak, allowed to forbid them to launch into So take Aharon and El-Azhar. Aharon, El-Azhar, Moishah, the three of them go to Harahar. What does it mean, take Aharon. So take him with words we've had this concept many times in rashi take him with words the words are words of comfort you're so lucky you're seeing your crown handed over to your son in other words aharon is going to see that his son elazar is going to be the cohen in his stead the high priest which Moshe says i'm not meriting to meaning the successor to Moshe is yahushua not his own son so Moshe, aharon and elazar go up to the mountain hara to this cave Aharon's going up in the clothes of the kohen gado, of the high priest. And Maisha removes the garments from Aharon and dresses the other in these garments. So Aharon merited to see his son in the garments of the kohen gado. He enters the cave. There's a bed there with a the candle burning. Go on the bed. Extends his hand. Closes his mouth. Each one of these things Maisha is telling him what he's doing. Maisha says, extend your hand. He extends his hand. Misha says, close your mouth. He closes his mouth. Misha says, shut your eyes. He shuts his eyes. And he passes away. This is going to say, passing away with a kiss of God. And says Misha said he wanted such a death too. Wow, such a death. A death of just purity and connection to God. It's such a peaceful, godly movement of the soul from the body to God. And that's why later. When God speaks of Moshe's death, He says to him, "You'll pass away like your brother passed away, because I know that's what you want." And Moshe did just as God said, and go up to Har, Har, Har in the presence of the entire community. Well, why say Moshe did it? Moshe does everything like Hashem says. But Rashi is saying this is difficult here. He's going to his brother's death, but this is what Hashem said. This is what he did, and everything happened exactly as. Hashem said. And then Moshe and Elozah come down from the mountain. Now, where's Aharon? Will he stay behind? So Apostle Chavteh says, Vayiru kol ha'eda ki gava Which is a very long Rashi saying, how in the world do we translate this? I'm just going to give you the bottom line of the two ways Rashi suggests. Ki generally means because. To translate it as because, we have to take Vayiru, which is simply means they saw, and remove it from its simple literal meaning. And rather, we would translate according to the Midrash, the Vayiru means they were exposed, Vayiru kol ha'eda. and the entire community was exposed, exposed because the clouds of glory, the Ananim are gone, key, why is the community exposed? Because Gava Aaron, Aaron passed away. So since Aaron passed away, The Ananim, the clouds that were protecting the Jews are gone, and therefore the Jews are exposed. Just like when Miriam passed away, the Be'er, the well of water, was removed temporarily because it was in Hamaret. The more Pshat-like, the more literal way of explaining this, Rashi says, keep Vayiru as saw, but then Ki doesn't make sense. And they saw because Aaron passed away, that doesn't make sense. So on the simple level it means key has four levels of meaning. The most common one is because but one of the other legitimate translations is that. A year gave and the whole congregation saw that Aaron passed away because Mesha Allah came down and Aaron didn't. And actually Rashi explains that they saw also on a literal level, because when they said, where's Aaron?" And Moshe said, "Aaron passed away. They said, it can't be. Aaron stood up to the angel of death. There was just a plague, and uh, after Kairah and Aaron took the kataris and stood up to the angel of death. How could he ever, how could someone stand up to the angel of death, passed away? So Moshe said, oh, they're not going to believe him. We've got a problem here. The Moshe dove into Hashem, and Hashem had the Jews see Aaron lying in the bed, passed away with all the angels around him. So literally the nation saw that he passed away. And the Pasuk emphasizes cobesistro the entire house of the Jews saw this and mourned for Aram for thirty days. Why the entire house of the Jews? Usually we would think of the men. Beis Yisrael, be the men. Call Beis Yisrael the entire house of the Jews means also the women because as is the famous concept that Aharon always pursued peace between people including between man and wife and therefore the women mourned equally as the men. So now we have the Jews minus Aharon and they continue traveling minus Aharon means minus the clouds temporarily though they did come back because really ultimately so on a certain specific level, the water was in the merit of Miriam, the clouds, Aharon, and the man, Misha, but ultimately they all were in Misha's merit. Therefore, ultimately they all came back. But at this moment, the clouds are gone. And the verse says, the Canaanim, the Canaanite king of Arad, heard, who lived in the south, that the Jews came by the route of the spies and he attacked the Jews and took a captive. So Rashi says, what do he hear? Well, he heard that Aaron died and that the clouds were removed. Um, in other words, the significance of Aaron's death is like, why is that relevant? Is because now the Ananim, the clouds are gone, so they're defenseless, but we can attack them. But it's confusing because it says the Kananim who lived in the south, as we just explained, south of Israel weren't the Canaanim. south of Israel was Edom, was Amalek. So who were these people that came and attacked them from the south? The Rashi explains they actually were Amalek, because Amalek lives in the southern part of the land. But they spoke like the Canaanim. Why? Because they felt that then the Jews will hear them speaking the, the language of the Canaanim, and would dive into Hashem save us from the Canaanim but they're really not Canaanim, ha, 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 they're really Amalekim, and therefore they would not be affected by the Jews' prayers and Hashem saving them from the Canaanim. Somehow they weren't smart enough to realize that even though they were speaking the language of the Canaanim, they didn't change their dress, and they still dressed like the Amalekim. But the Jews see people dressed like Amalekim, and speaking the language of the Canaanim, and they were like, hmm, something's fishy here. We don't know who this is. Are these Canaanim pretending to be Amalekim dressed like Amalekim? Are these Amalekim pretending to be Canaanim and talking like Canaanim? So the Jews said, let's be safe. And just say, Hashem, please save us from this people. So whoever they are will be saved. Now, why does the verse say, he saw that the Jews came by the root of the spies? What does that mean? The Rasha gives us two explanations. One is the root of the spies means came upward from the south because some 38 years before, that is how the spies, the Miraglims, came in Teres Yisrael, upward from the south. Another way of understanding it is instead of translating Dera HaAsarim, the root of the spies, but rather the root of the great pathfinder, the pathfinder being the Aaron, because when the Jews traveled, it says that the Aaron traveled before the Jews to po- find the place for them to camp. So the pathfinder is the Aaron. So what does it mean? They saw again. Let's go back to what we're talking about here. We're talking about these Amalekim. That the Amalekim saw or heard. Sorry, the Amalekim live in the south heard that the Jews came by the root of the pathfinder, by the root of the Aron. What is that trying to say? Well, the implication is only the Aron. In other words, normally there's the Aron, there's the ark, and there's the protective cloud. But when the tananim heard that the clouds are gone and therefore the Jews are traveling the root of the Aron alone, without the clouds, oh, this was reason for war. And so they had this war, and they got one captive. And Rashi explains it wasn't even a Jew. It was someone that the Jews had captured. And why is Rashi so sure it wasn't even a Jew? Because we don't see any sin here that the Jews did that would that would make it commensurate, that would make sense for a Jew to be taken captive this way. So, therefore, Rashi is saying the shevi here, the captive, is this one shechem, this one not Jewish maidservant. But still, this was one non Jewish captive that the Jews had taken captive, but was now working for the Jews, and therefore the Jews were giving that respect to, that you took her captive, we have to avenge this. And we're swearing here that we're going to go and fight this nation. And when we win, if we win, we will win, we will consecrate all of their cities, meaning we will destroy them, and all of the spoils we'll give to God. We're not doing this war for us to take spoils, we're doing this war to avenge what happened. And that is what happened, and Hashem delivered these kinanim, aka Amalekim, into the Jews' hands. The Jews destroyed them and consecrated all of their cities and therefore called the region charma, because charma means destruction. That they destroyed all the people, as Rashi explains, by killing them. And they made all of their possessions cherem, meaning consecrated to Hashem. They did not take of the spoils. All the spoils were given over to to Hashem. Um, At this point, we have one final story. And I will just give it over in like a minute not going through Pesukim and Rashi's because we will not have time for that. I'm trying to stick to our 15 minutes. But at this point, the Jews suddenly are like, "Uh uh-oh. Aaron passed away. They lost the clouds. They just had this war. The Pesuk said they turned back by the way of the Yamsuf. And they were like, yeah, they actually turned back actually seven journeys. And they were, they were in a really bad space. And they were like, what's going on? What's going on? We're, we're never going to make this. We're never going to get to Israel. All we have is this horrific mun. You know, it's such a crazy food. We eat and we never have to use a bathroom. That's, that's nuts. What's going to happen? Someday we're going to explode from all this food inside of us. And Hashem, hearing the ingratitude of the Jewish people for this most amazing food, the man, which we're told is, we'll we'll have that as dessert for the suda, which we're told is the food of the angels, it's godliness. He sent the snakes to bite and kill the Jews, specifically the snakes, because they can only eat dust, against people who could have one food that takes, like, everything versus the snakes, for whom every food tastes like dust. And also because the snakes, their whole punishment came because of their words, because of what the original snake spoke to Hava in the Garden of Eden, in Gan Eden. And if the snakes were punished that way, they're very fitting to punish people who are speaking so wickedly and so ungratefully for this. And then the Jews realized they sinned, they turned to Maisha, Moshe immediately didn't hold any grudge for all the bad words. They had just poured on Moshe, davens to Hashem. And Hashem said, make an image of a snake, put it on a banner. And then it was bitten, we'll look at this and live. As Rashi explains, not because this image of a snake is life, but when they looked up at the snake, they're looking upward to heaven. They're reminded of Hashem looking at the snake. They're thinking what happens to them. They're reminded of Hashem as they look upward they're davening. They're doing tshuva and then they will be forgiven, they will live. Moshe specifically, the word here Hashem is using for a snake is a, the word here is for a snake, that the Jews used, is a nachash. Nachash, snake, has the same etymology of the word copper, nechoishe. Hashem didn't tell him to make a copper snake, he just said make a snake. But Moshe said, you know, in the holy tongue, all of the words for things res- reflect their spiritual truth as we're actually joining today's tiny portion of the last few days. So a snake is nachash. Nachash is etymologically like the word nechash, copper. So obviously copper reflects the energy of the snake. So Moshe made a nachash nechash, a copper snake, put it on a banner, high up that all the Jews who were bitten could look upward, see the snake, Turn to Hashem, do chuva, and be healed. Brief rendition of all the last psukim and rashis of today's chitah.